When Sergei Kovalev fought Andre Ward the second time, he went in there with the intention of trying to do damage. He was stepping into his jab and he was sitting down on his right hand. But it didn't work. It backfired. It made him available to be hit and ultimately resulted in him gassing out and getting stopped. Same thing when he fought Alida Alvarez in their first fight. He went in there with the intention of trying to do damage. He was stepping into his jab, sitting down on his right hand. But it didn't work. It backfired. It resulted in him gassing out and getting stopped again. So how did Sergei Kovalev respond to these two stoppage defeats? Well, he went out and he hired Buddy McGirt, a trainer who is famous for getting his fighters to box rather than sit down on their shots and try and punch hard. He turned Arturo Gatti from a slugger into a boxer at a quite advanced stage of Gatti's career. In various interviews, Buddy McGirt said that he sat Kovalev down and told him, look, you're 36 now, you can't do the same things you could when you were 26. You can't rely on power anymore. You have to just box. He said he sat down and had a look at some of Kovalev's amateur fights and he told Kovalev, where's this guy? Who was popping a jab and moving around and not focusing on trying to get a KO. And Kovalev apparently said to him, well, I fell in love with my power too much. So him and McGirt were on the same page and they decided to try and win fights on points, essentially. Aim for a 12-round decision. If a knockout comes, it's a bonus. And so their first fight together was the Alvarez rematch. And it worked a treat. And that was only a few months after Alvarez had knocked him out. So what psychological impact do you think that had on Sergey Kovalev going forward? Well, clearly he's going to think McGirt was right. These new tactics of not sitting down on a shot so often are right. And so we need to carry this on. Which is exactly what he did in the Anthony Yard fight. He boxed Yard. Kept the jab on him. Didn't do anything too uh, ambitious. Yard gradually broke down, getting hit with the jabs. And eventually, later in the fight, Sergei Kovalev started stepping into the jabs more because Yard wasn't very effective with countering. And he certainly wasn't very effective with getting away from punches. So Kovalev knew he could get away with stepping into the shots a bit more later on in the fight. So that's what he did. But for the most part, he boxed against Anthony Yard. That's who the new Kovalev is now. He boxes. So what did you expect him to do going into the Canelo Alvarez fight? Well, you expect him to go back to the old crusher? The guy who was stepping into his jab from the opening bell and sitting down on his right hands? Why did you expect him to go back to that guy when that guy got stopped by Andre Ward in the rematch and Alida Alvarez in the first fight. Why would he go back to that? Obviously, he was going to box Canelo as well. Now, not only did he go into the fight with the intention of boxing, but after the first couple rounds against Canelo, he discovered that this guy's actually really difficult to hit clean. Aside from the Golovkin rematch where Canelo suffered a cut 
of one of his eyes. I'm not sure if that was a punch or, or a clash of heads. But aside from that, Canelo's a guy who normally finishes fights with barely a scratch on him. He fought Danny Jacobs in his last fight. Jacobs couldn't hit him with a bag of rice. Jacobs couldn't land his jab. He couldn't land the combinations. Canelo's head movement was tremendous. Not only his head movement, but he's also very good at blocking punches. Canelo being a short guy who hunches over when he's coming at you. It's an unusual target for Sergey Kovalev to try and aim at. He's normally used to fighting guys, you know, six foot tall and above. Canelo's probably 5'8 at best. Moves his head and he's coming forward. Difficult to hit the guy clean even with a jab. And not only that, not only did Kovalev discover in the first couple rounds it's difficult to hit this guy clean even with a jab, but if you leave your jab out there for too long, you're going to get hit with counters to the head and body. Hard counters. Counters which remind you of how you felt in that first fight against Alida Alvarez or the rematch with Ward. You don't want to get hit with those shots. You don't want to feel like that. So you are a bit reluctant to step into too many jabs. Because if you step into a jab and your opponent slips and fires back, you're also stepping into the counter. Surely you must have considered that, people. <laughs> okay? So Kovalev is circumspect because he's gone into the fight with the intention of trying to box. He's found out this guy's hard to hit clean and counters very well. And he's coming forward constantly. One of the Sky commentators, it might have been Macronelli, I'm not sure, made a very astute observation. And they said that it looks as though Kovalev is being forced to throw more punches than he actually wants to, just to keep Canelo occupied and keep him off. Very astute observation. When you're being forced to throw more punches than you want, and you're not landing as cleanly as you'd like to land, therefore in your head you're thinking, I'm not really damaging this guy. When all of that is going on and in the back of your mind, you're also thinking about the times you've gassed out in the past and ended up getting stopped. It can drain you psychologically when you're dealing with all those things. When you add to that the fact that he had to adhere to a rehydration limit, the fact that he missed weight, the fact that he's 36 years old, coming off back-to-back -back camps with very little rest in between and a tough fight against Anthony Yard where he took quite a lot of punishment, particularly in the eighth round. He was close to being stopped. When you factor all those things in and what was going on during the Canelo fight, you can't understand why he would have weakened even more as the fight progressed. He might have started the fight weak. He probably did start the fight quite weak given the back-to-back -back camps, his age and the punishment he took against Yard and the rehydration limit. Probably started the fight weak. And the body shots he was getting hit with weakened him more. Obviously, what, they're not going to have an effect on him? Of course they're going to have an effect on him. <laughs> and again, psychologically, having to throw punches all the time to keep this little guy off who's difficult to catch clean is tiring. Then we go into the 11th round. He gets clipped by Canelo. First of all with, I believe it's the right hand. He keeps his eyes on Canelo, but his legs betray him as he backs up. This knockout happened in three stages. It was really a three-punch knockout. The first punch, I believe a right hand, 
His legs wobble, but he keeps his eyes on Canelo. The second shot, a left hook, which appears to land on Kovalev's temple. Kovalev's legs go completely, then his eyes are off Canelo. He's gone. And the coup de grace is the right hand, which lands bang on Kovalev's chin and sends him down to the canvas where he is slumped on a bottom rope. It's a free stage knockout. That was as genuine as knockouts come. If you're trying to say that that wasn't a genuine knockout, I've got no idea what you're looking at. I've seen fighters take dives loads of times in the past. I know what it looks like when somebody is trying to pull a fast one. Never in my life have I seen somebody take a dive which looked so much like a convincing knockout as this. People, this was not a dive. It was a legitimate knockout. That's the reality of it, okay? Now, if you want to say that Sergei Kovalev could have got robbed on the cards because Canelo has a history of getting favoritism from judges, fair enough. I'm not going to argue with you there. Now, I personally don't think the scorecards for this particular fight were outrageous going into the 11th, but that's my view. But if you have a different view or if you just say, look, Canelo was always going to win the fight on the cards by hook or by crook, Fair enough. We've seen outrageous things in Canelo fights before by way of scoring. If you want to criticize the rehydration clause, fair enough. If you want to say that Kovalev turned up just looking to go the distance, knowing that he would never get a decision, but hoping that the people would be on his side, fair enough. I mean, that's pretty much what Buddy McGirt said. He said, look, if we get robbed on the cards, at least the people are going to know that we were the real winners. If you want to say that Kovalev didn't turn up to try to hurt Canelo and get a knockout, I agree. And if you remember what I said in my pre-fight video, I said that Kovalev's best chance in this fight is to go for a knockout because he's never going to get a decision. But understand that going for a knockout puts you at risk of getting knocked out yourself. Kovalev didn't want to get knocked out. He would rather go to points and lose a decision than get knocked out by this smaller guy moving up two weight classes. Yeah? And him trying to knock Canelo out is a gamble. And he knew that. So he avoided that gamble. <laughs> okay? Tried to box, but even that didn't work. It is what it is. Uh, and again, those people saying that well, he knocked Yard out with a jab and he was jabbing so hard against Yard. Why wasn't he jabbing that way against Canelo? Use your eyes, people. Was Yard moving his head the way Canelo was? Was he as difficult to hit as Canelo? No, he wasn't. When you're in there against somebody, you know what you can do and what you can't do. You know what you can get away with and what you can't get away with against certain opponents. Against Anthony Yard, particularly later on, when Yard became more stationary and he's a big target anyway, and he was much easier to hit than Canelo, he knew he could step into the jab. You saw him in the uh, ninth, 10th, etc. What, what round did the fight end in 11th? You saw him in those rounds noticeably start stepping into the jab more because he knew Yard couldn't avoid it. Against Canelo, he never got the opportunity to step into his jabs more without getting counters all over the place and without Canelo slipping the jabs and blocking the jabs. Much more difficult against someone that, who's that defensively skilled.
So you're more careful. You're not so quick to just step into the jab and sit down on the right hand as you would be against someone who's less skilled, like a yard and a bigger target. There's no need for these ridiculous, you know, claims that it was a dive by Kovalev. People, Kovalev needs an Oscar if that was a dive. I've never in my life, all the years I've been involved in boxing, participated in boxing, watched boxing, amateur pro, you know, sparring in the gym, never in my life have I seen somebody fake a knockout so convincingly as that. Do me a favor, people. That was a genuine knockout. It happened in, if you were if you were gonna take a dive, you'd get hit by the right hand for Canelo and you know slump to the canvas. This guy got hit with three separate shots, and each shot had a different effect on his body. The first shot, he kept his eyes on Canelo, but as he moved back, his legs stumbled. The second shot made his head slump forward, and then his legs rolled over the place like a mere Khan. And the third shot, bang put him down to the canvas and he was slumped on the bottom rope. <laughs> All right, it was like a three-stage knockout, but no, it was a, a dive, right? You know, if you wanted to dive in a fight for what, betting reasons or whatever, against Canelo Alvarez and your Sergei Kovalev, well, wouldn't you do it in the mid-rounds or the early rounds where the odds are going to be more favorable? Because there were many people picking Canelo to win by late stoppage. Loads of people were picking that outcome. Not many people picking Canelo early or mid-rounds by stoppage. So that would have been the time to take a dive. Not in the 11th round, when a lot of people were picking that outcome anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, the bottom line for me with regards to the, the, uh, the outcome is just look at the tape for yourselves. Look at the film. I've seen fighters in the past clearly pretending to be more hurt than they are, clearly taking a dive when they could have stayed on their feet. This was not one of those occasions. I mean, one of the most famous incidents of a contentious knockout was Sonny Liston in the Muhammad Ali rematch. I am 95% sure that Sonny Liston took a dive. Not because the punch from Ali looked innocuous, but because of Liston's reaction when he was on the canvas. You know, I've seen fighters get up after a knockdown and then fall back down because they're genuinely hurt, like Trevor Burbick when he fought Mike Tyson. Their eyes, their face looks a certain way, their body language looks a certain way, where you can tell they're not faking it. But when Sonny Liston tried to get up against Ali, people, that looked like a terrible acting job to me. That looked like the man was acting. That did not look, the, the, the body, like the way his body was reacting when he was on the floor, that did not look genuine at all. It looked like Sonny Liston was acting. When Bruce Seldon was, I mentioned this in a previous video, against Mike Tyson, you know, gets up off the floor from the second knockdown, goes to the corner, the referee says, are you okay? Selden shakes his head, and then, oh, oh his legs are wobbling. Oh, uh, he wanted the referee to stop the fight. He was scared to death. So he pulled some theatrics so the ref would stop it. <laughs> okay, I know what it looks like when a fighter is trying it on. 
I mean, I've said in a previous video that Kovalev would have to be a top-level trained actor in order to pull off a, a, a knockout that looked that convincing. But even top-level trained actors, because I've seen lots of boxing movies, even top-level trained actors couldn't pull it off. Let's be real. I've never seen a boxing movie where the body reactions are so convincing as Kovalev's were in this fight. So we can even scratch that. Kovalev must be, uh, uh, you know, uh, an exception. He must be a one in a million type of actor. He would have had to have rehearsed that. He would have had to have studied what it looks like when fighters get knocked out over and over and over again and tried to replicate it and copy it and rehearsed it in order to get it down that good. Absolutely absurd for people to say that that was not a genuine, it was a genuine knockout. And that's that. All these, I mean, it's mostly coming from people who are not looking at the fight in its proper context. Kovalev's career of late in its proper context, taking all the factors going into the fight into account, during the fight into account, who are seeing the fight through a certain lens, maybe ignoring the work that Canelo was doing to Kovalev's body, ignoring the warning signs that Kovalev was weakening because there were many people in the Alvarez fight, the first one, the uh, Alida Alvarez first fight, that said that knockout came out of the blue. It didn't come out of the blue. And neither did this knockout. It didn't come out of the blue either. There were signs in both fights that Kovalev was weakening before he got clipped. I can't remember which commentator it was for the Alida Alvarez uh, first fight. Was it Tim Bradley? Was it, what, it, it was one of them commentators and they noticed several rounds before Kovalev got stopped that he was showing signs of distress. They noticed it. But yet you had all these people online saying, oh my God, it was just a punch that came out of nowhere in a fight that Kovalev was dominating comfortably. Absolute nonsense. If you actually pay attention, you can see him weakening in that fight before he gets stopped. Same thing here. He wasn't, to, to be honest, he wasn't weakening as noticeably in this fight as he was in that fight. Because in this fight, he was boxing more conservatively. When a guy's already boxing conservatively, he's not really sitting down on too many shots and you know, he's trying to stay elusive more than anything. It's more difficult to notice a deterioration. When a guy's going out there trying to hurt you and he's throwing big punches and all this kind of stuff, you can notice a drop-off. When a guy's fighting like that, a lot easier than you can when a guy's fighting defensively, generally speaking. So yeah, in, in this fight, the drop-off in Kovalev wasn't as pronounced as it was in the first Alida Alvarez fight, but it was still there. Especially if you go back and watch the fight again in the cold light of day, you'll see the, the signs that Kovalev was weakening. And certain body shots were starting to get to him, the pressure, him having to throw shots and not really landing clean, you know? It was all there. And as far as these professional boxers out there who are also saying, oh, there was something funny going on in the fight. Oh, isn't it funny the way most of them are rivals of Canelo Alvarez and or PBC fighters? Isn't that funny? <laughs> Aside from maybe Shannon Briggs, most of them are PBC guys or they're rivals of Canelo. Right? Chris Eubank Jr. is a rival of Canelo. Andrade is a rival of Canelo. 
And the reality is the vast majority of professional fighters are calling this fight for what it is, a genuine knockout win with nothing fishy going on at all. That's what the, major the vast majority of fighters are doing. But people want to concentrate on these few fighters who may have an agenda who are trying to cast dispersions. And by the way, most of them are not saying Kovalev took a dive, but instead insinuating that something was going on. What, that Kovalev didn't turn up to really try and win, was just turning up to maybe lose on points, <laughs> take a decision. But I don't even, I'm not even convinced by that, to be honest, <laughs> that he was paid to take a decision or anything like that. Kovalev boxed the way you would expect a man who's been through what he's been through to box. I, I, I wasn't at all surprised that he boxed the way that he did. Why would you be? <laughs> anyway, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Um, and as I always say, if you've got an issue with the scoring in Canelo fights, well, join the club. I've had an issue with the scoring in Canelo fights for years. For this particular fight, I didn't think the scoring was too bad. But in the past, there's been some horrific scoring in Canelo fights because he's the cash cow. We can all agree on that. Okay, so I'm not somebody who's this Canelo fanboy who's just going to defend everything Canelo does. And No, I look at things objectively. Yeah? I've got no issue with criticizing Canelo. There was a time when Canelo was ducking Gennady Golovkin. There was a time when Canelo was fighting at Canelo weight all the time, but yet still having uh, fights at middleweight, but wasn't at the 160-pound limit. So I've criticized Canelo a plenty in the past. I've got no problem with criticizing the guy or criticizing certain things he's done or putting question marks to certain wins he's had. No, no, no problem with doing that. But I'm not going to get caught up in this mass delusion and hysteria of people claiming this fight was, uh, or, or that Kovalev took a dive in this fight. There was no dive. The only evidence you need is the knockout itself. You don't need to listen to no people's opinions. Look at him getting knocked out. You can't fake those kind of reactions that convincingly. You can't. Not unless you're some super-duper trained actor who studied and, and rehearsed this countless times, which Kovalev is not. So let's leave that silliness alone, please. Anyway, I'm out. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week, covering a wide variety of controversial topics, as well as live stream Q&A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in MP3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract, and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today.